Right, hello friends, it is Plugo, and I am back with Love Wrestling doing some interviews, and I got a good one today. I'm psyched. He's back. Big Ben Ortman, the biggest hog-carrying man I know. He's back in a wrestling ring, and I dropped him a line and said, we gotta talk. I gotta know what's been up, what's happening. My buddy Ben, how are you, dude? I'm feeling great, man. I, 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 I'm, I'm feeling as good as I probably can feel right now. Um, like it's been a really, really, uh, weird, rocky nine months for me, I guess you could say. And, uh, the last couple of months have been slowly starting to get better and better and better and better. And, uh, obviously as like my training had progressed and I've been able to get some more matches under my belt and, uh, you know, I had a couple matches down across body and then was able to finally get back to IWS this past weekend where, you know, that's, essentially like from the moment that I got hurt was, it was just like, I, that's where I got to get back to, you know what I mean? Like, so uh, this past weekend was like literally meant the world to me. And uh, I, it, just cause I worked so hard to get there not knowing that if I, I not, honestly not knowing if I'd ever get back there just because of the injury. So uh, I'm, I feel as good as like a human being can possibly feel right now without oh, being, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So let's go let's go start there. You're talking about IWS scared. Um I'm sorry, scared for life. Scarred for life. Scared. I'm sorry. I'm all fired up today. Scarred right. for life. But let's start, let's circle back. So you just mentioned the injury, nine months. Your your career was on a bit of an uptick there. You had just made, you know, an appearance on SmackDown. You didn't tap out to Rhonda famously, you know, and then the injury hits you. So like what does that do to your mental, like your career? So now you have to kind of reboot over this, you know, now that you're back and kind of start, I don't want to say from the bottom, I feel like that's a disservice to you, but you kind of got to no. work your way back up. So in that nine months, like what's going through your mind? Like, how do you well, stay, how do you stay sharp and focused <laughs> on what happened Saturday? Well, the staying sharp and focused was a very difficult thing to do for about seven of those months uh, because that concussion was pretty bad. But um it was a really, it's, it, you know, it's not disrespectful what you just said, having to like saying that I've had to, I kind of have to start from the bottom again, because the reality is I, I, I am, I mean, I'm starting right back from the bottom again. I, if I can't just go back to where I was, like, I can't just be in that spot. Those spots were, you know, I, I had to work a very long time and I had to work very hard and, uh, you know, it, it was, it's a lot of work to get to where I was, where I was and where I was kind of on my way to, I suppose. So, you know, you don't just walk right back into that. You have to re-earn it. That's part of the deal. And I don't mind that, you know, I wish, uh, I, I wish I didn't have to, I wish we didn't have to go through that process, but at the same time, it doesn't bother me, you know, like I'm, I wish that I could have just continued my path and have been healthy this whole time, but it is what it is. And it, it <clears throat> excuse me, it happened. So if anything, I feel very lucky, very lucky that I have the ability to start from the bottom again. Um, I'm a big believer in mindset, you know, and I could be disappointed and I could be depressed that uh, that's where I'm kind of back in the like, man, I really got to try to like beg for bookings again, you know, because everybody like all those spots that I was doing on the regular have been filled. But um, 
I'm also, you know, a, a practice what I preach guy because these are the same lessons that I teach my students. These are the same things that I tell everybody and I'm not above anybody. Nobody's above anybody. It's, it's wrestling. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're, it's, yes, there's a bit of a pecking order and to a degree, but we're all just fucking human beings at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So um, I don't place myself over anybody. So no, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind putting my nose to the, to the ground and, and working my ass off. And, and uh, if anything, pay attention to me because I'm going to be working my ass off and I'm going to be that dude that if I'm on the same show as you, you better put your fucking work boots on because I'm not trying to have the best match of the night. I'm trying to have the best matches uh, that I can possibly have. Like I'm literally trying to do myself every fucking match right now. So uh, be ready to go, man. Uh, Whether you're on the show with me or whether you're wrestling me, like I'm, I'm not there to, uh, just be there. I'm there to earn my spot back. So you you mentioned that so seven of those nine months was a little rough for you. You had some down, but how did you stay positive throughout that? How did you like? What were some things that maybe for some wrestlers that might watch this that are going to go through the same thing that you went through, Ben? Like, how did you like stay positive through it to get through to this point? Like I said, to show up Saturday night at IWS, which was you said the ultimate goal to get back there. So, well. For one, having a very supportive girlfriend certainly helps uh, because she was there for me. Like she was there for me. Like she took good care of me. Like that stuff helped because who knows what would have happened had I had to try to deal with that on my own. I could have just gotten into my own head and I couldn't have, maybe I didn't have somebody to, you know, to talk to me or like maybe I wouldn't have had somebody to like make me food. You know what I mean? Maybe who who knows? I I don't want to think about what could have happened, you know? Um, And one thing I'll say other than my girlfriend, you know, is just obviously having supportive friends. Um, The one guy who, you know, I've said this on social media, but for anybody who doesn't follow me on social media, there's literally, there was one person who checked in on me every single day when I got hurt and like, he just, it didn't matter whether it was just like a, a, a meme or just like a, how you doing? Just like, uh, he'd send me a link for like, whatever in like Frankie, the mobster or Frankie FTM, however, you know, him, uh, he's, he's the, one of the best human beings that I've ever had the pleasure of, uh, being friends with and having in my life and having people like that in your life certainly helps. Um, and to be perfectly honest with you, when you have friends like Speedball Mike Bailey, who, again, like are keeping up with you and just encouraging you to like, you know, that things are going to get better and that, you know, when things do get better, you know, that I that I that I can get through this and that I can persevere. So having supportive friends is certainly helpful. But at the same time, too, uh, it, it, and it's very hard to say, because when you have a brain injury, being in control of your thoughts is uh, a lot harder than when maybe you're, you're not as injured. However, you got to just try to stay as positive as possible because uh, Lord knows that I wasn't Lord knows that I, uh, there was a lot of days where I was like very nervous and there were days where like, I didn't think that I would ever get to do this again. So um, it's a it's a very big combination of things and just believing that one day hopefully everything will get better too because it's, you never know brain injuries are really weird you know yeah. 
Um, but at the moment, I'm just I'm blessed to say that uh, I think I feel as good as I possibly can right now. Because uh, again, like two or th- two or three months ago, I was still kind of iffy, but then it, it, it just things just kind of switched for me, and then I just started to feel a little bit better. I still feel a little you know, gradually here and there, but I think that that's just going to be there for the rest of my life, just a lot of wear and tear. But um, at the same time too, if I keep protecting myself the way that I have been, I think I'm just going to continue to get healthier and healthier because I'm training my ass off. And that certainly helps as well as being healthy. Oh, hell yeah. Great injuries are no joke and a lot of wrestlers go through them. So I definitely will be giving some insight in that in case anybody's watching that, you know, just Take your time. I know it's a hard process, and that's easier said than done. But speaking yeah. of which, you, you mentioned you you know you came back about a month or so ago. Big news! Everybody's Big Ben is back. You did it. You got your debut back across body. And I have to imagine during that seven month, nine months you were out, you put a lot of focus into cross body. How did cross body come to be? And I mean that thing is really picking up some steam. You got a killer commentary team with Veda and Mike, the wrestlers. I really enjoy the product. So did you just dive into that as like, hey, at least I'm still in wrestling and I'm not completely isolated from it? Well, that's exactly how uproar started. So crossbody pro wrestling's actually been around for uh we started, it'll be seven years uh this coming October first, was okay. when we had our first very first show. Um, it is started out very small and it has grown, uh, tremendously. We've had, when you look back at who we've even had on our shows, like just looking back from whatever, it's absurd. Like we've, we've had a lot of people that have gone on to do some pretty solid, excuse me, and big things. Like, um, one of our champions who was a two-time champion and held the title for, uh, I believe a year at one point in time, uh, was Josh Alexander. Uh, one of the biggest matches that we've I didn't ever know that. Had. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest matches that we've ever had is, and one of the most memorable matches that we've ever had, um, and it's certainly one of the highest viewed matches that we have on our YouTube page, is a match between uh, my friend Psycho Mike and this young upstart named Danhausen. Uh, we've had uh, Kaito Kionia wrestle on our show a couple of times. Um, RJ city, like either, if you go back through our Rolodex of, uh, people, it's, it's wild. Um, like, and there's so many people that I have not listed, but, uh, going back to your original question, I would, I'm going to just kind of start with uproar. Uh, so uproar started because I got back into running shows again after the pandemic. And if I'm being completely honest with you, focusing on my career, focusing on my work and focusing on the gym and like trying to teach and then focus like the amount of things that I had on my plate. I just was not able to give my full self to promoting the shows. And it was starting to come across in the attendance. Uh, And I blame myself 100% for that. So it got to the point where I was losing too much money and I decided that I needed to take a break from promoting shows. Once I got hurt, <clears throat> I needed something to kind of keep me like sane and kind of keep me going because, uh, you know, I could I could still teach, but not to the extent that I wanted to because I couldn't get in the ring physically. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I was trying to think of other ways that I could teach and still how like I could develop talent and stuff. And then the idea of starting to run shows again came to my uh, like was an idea that I had. And then I me being me was just like, well, I can't just go back and do what I did before because it didn't work. You can't just go back and 
do the same thing? Because then if nobody cared before, why would they now? How do you make it different? So then that way people might be interested. And then the one day I was just scrolling through my, uh, the crossbody YouTube metrics. I've never done that before. I'm, I'm not a social media savvy person. I wish I was, and I, I wish that I could try to be, but I'm just not, maybe I'm old now. And I just, I'm just that guy, but I, I, try, I do try. But the one day I was just like, you know what, I'm going to just look through these things and, and just kind of see what, what I can find. And the one interesting thing to me was I went to look at the overall views of the page because there's a lot of views on the page, but I wanted to see where they were coming from. And Canada was ranked number four on the list in countries where this show was being viewed. Yeah. Or where everything was being viewed. Um, the, the top country, I believe, if I remember correctly, was, I think, England, the United States, India, Canada, Japan, I think was the top five countries where the videos were all viewed. So then I realized I don't need to just promote to the locally if people from around the world are actually watching this stuff. So what can I do to interest them? And how can I make our guy, like, how can our guys benefit from this? So then the idea came like, Nobody, and I mean nobody on an independent level, is doing a weekly television product or a weekly product at all. Yeah, so definitely. Then I was like, well, maybe I could be that stupid asshole that tries. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've, I mean, I've, I'm not trying to be this guy and and trying to do this, but the reality is, is a lot of ideas that I have come up with, uh, a lot of people have copied and. Uh, and mimicked and imitations the best form of flattery then I, I it doesn't make me mad I get I'm if anything it does make me I'm I'm, I'm flattered the amount of uh, showcase series match uh, or shows that I see across like just this province and across Canada makes me proud because it's a concept that like me and another guy came up with that worked and then it was like helping get young people, ta- like uh, like young talent reps and stuff like that. Uh, so then that's when I realized, like, maybe I can kind of take the uh, concept of the showcase series show, spruce it up a little bit with like Canadian talent and make this a weekly Canadian independent wrestling show that we could really focus on. So then the idea started with like, well, what else can I do? And then I had the idea of like, well, maybe... I could do things that people would just like think are the dumbest fucking moves that you could possibly. Sorry, I, I cussed. I don't think I'm watching no, this on the um, But like the dumbest move that you could possibly do. Like, what would people be like? You're stupid for doing this. I'm like, I'm gonna promote everybody else's show on my show. I'm gonna take like shows from across the country, and I'm gonna have a section where I, I, I tell everybody where to go watch local wrestling because if if I'm gonna preach. Uh, support local wrestling then i want to practice what i preach you know you're going to notice that this is a theme with me i I don't like to tell people to do things that i wouldn't do myself that's how i got the name pluggo that's how it all started for me i was like i may never get to this level where i'm sitting with awesome people doing interviews so i'm going to at least promote all the people that are and good things happen to those guys you know it's it's all about support and growth man and that's what i love about you and I, well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much, first of all. But um, my my idea is, and and this is 
call me crazy. I just really want to help get eyeballs on Canadian wrestling. I, I hear way too many people talk about it. Everybody wants to talk the talk, but nobody ever wants to walk the walk. So I decided, let's walk. And that's, a, that's, an, that's an excellent point that you bring up. I uh, had Shane Hawk on a couple of weeks ago. You were in the chat, and he had talked about that very thing, how incredibly difficult it is for Canadian wrestlers to get exposure, to get seen. You, you uh, in the comments, mentioned that you got flagged coming into the States for knee pads, how hard it is to cross over. So it feels like you're, you got the right mindset of, like, let's all work together up here above this 49th parallel and, like, kill it, and then that way we can all work together and get eyes on everything so it benefits everybody because it is incredibly hard to do the thing across the state line or across the border, I should say. <laughs> I just, I'm a firm believer that I think that our biggest obstacle here in Canada is ourselves. I think that we're all so damn cutthroat with one another that it's disgusting. I think that we're the, we get in our own way. And that's the sad thing. Um, so I'm trying to, to not do that. And, and I understand that there's, there's people, uh, there's people out there that want to uh, criticize how I do things and they want to criticize the business end of how I do things. Uh, but the reality is, is if you knew about wrestling at all and, and you were in this business for, for money and to try to like get rich off this stuff, you're just, just leave. Cause you're not going to, until you get good at this. The only way you get good at this is with reps. The only way that you're going to get eyeballs is if people see you. So mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to give people. We're trying to give people, or me, I'm trying to give people reps. I'm trying to give people a platform where they can be seen on a weekly, bi-weekly basis, where they can tell stories and actually be creative and let their art speak for itself. Because as an independent wrestler trying to find a company that will be like, hey, here's an angle, like here's a way to show that you're ready to to do stuff on television or that you can actually contribute in a manner to like anybody that's looking for something like that. You know what I mean? Because if all you have is just an independent matches on, on TV to share on YouTube rather to show people, then that it's only very one dimensional. I'm trying to provide people this three, four dimensional platform where you can show everything that you have to offer to people. Because people do watch. As a matter of fact, there's a gentleman named uh, Steve Swift out of England who just so happened. And I'm going to assume that it was from our amazing commentary team. Thank you, Veda Scott and Speedball right. Mike, right. by the way. Um, because they have an excellent reach. And with them promoting our show, uh, thankfully, new people do actually come in to watch the show. And one of them just happens to be this guy from England who goes out of his way that after every single episode that we have done for this entire season, he does like a, uh, a recap and it's, I've learned so much from listening to like that specific like podcast recap thing that he does just because he would talk about not knowing who certain competitors were. And then it'd be like, Oh, I forget that. Like we know who they are, but not every, right. Uh, okay. Okay. So it was like, it was a great learning experience. I'm one of those people that loves feedback. And like, when I say that, I think people get nervous about that because they don't want to like say the wrong thing to me and like get me mad and then blah, 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 blah. No, I want to hear, like, I love feedback. So like when this guy had his podcast about all this stuff, it made me super stoked because I, again, I love learning. I, 
I know, I understand that I, I know quite a bit, but I know that I don't know everything. And that excites me because I want to keep learning. Oh, absolutely. That's the name of the game. Reps get you better. Learning this gets you better. All that. It's all good stuff. So that brings me, we talked about uproar. We made it back. And we touched on it earlier, and I kind of glossed over it because I wanted to build the excitement. That's what they do in the business, right? Now let's dive into it. It's IWS. It's Guard for Life. It's Saturday. You said it on Twitter earlier today. Nine months. You're whole again. What's going through your mind when you come out that curtain? Because I saw it. I saw you. I saw you trying to keep it, keep it composed, trying to keep that badass look. But that was tough. I bet it was uh, because I didn't know how people were going to react to me. So um, because I was told. I'm okay. I'm usually very used to knowing exactly how they're going to react to me. I'm very used to just as soon as I walk out, I see everybody in the. Yeah. Usually, it's a whole lot of these. It's awesome. Um, but after I sent my promo in and uh, people started to see it, I was very. I was told. Uh, that you that, that that I might not get that reaction that I'm that I'm used to, and and if it happens to kind of just go with it, so I was like, oh, this feels weird, but okay. <laughs> right. but at the same time, too, like it didn't because, um, I mean, you have to understand, like I, what I'm about to say is probably going to like offend a lot of wrestlers just because they're going to be like, no, I do, I do, but I just I. Y'all don't love this like I love this, man. Like I love this business on a on a level that I cannot fucking comprehend. Like I love this so much. I I want this so bad. Um, IWS is like so important to me, and I don't think that I would be what I am today without them. Um. I get emotional talking about this just because that's literally how much IWS means to me. Um, Andrew and Manny and, uh, and I have to mention speedball because like, he's the one that like, if it wasn't for speedball, I'd, I would probably have never uh, got linked up with IWS, but um, you know, and, and like that entire team uh, like Erica, the, like she, she's like the, I don't know exactly what her title is. I'm just kind of blanking on it, but like, she's, like an assistant producer there, I guess. Um, but she, she's like, like the fucking babysitter of, of the crew. You know what I mean? And like just that entire crew works so hard to put on like this incredible show that like, it's, it's hilarious that more people don't look at it in like the way that they should, because we're, we literally just wrestled in Olympia, which is like a 15,000 seat theater that you're not going to find a, a better venue for wrestling. You're not going to find a better venue at all in this country. Like I, I dare you to name one. That's not going to be like, you know, like a stadium or, or like a, an actual like arena or something like that. Like it's, it's magical, man. And like this company is, has been around for 25 years. Like yeah. the names that have come out of IW, excuse me, out of IWS are, are just like, it, it's, it's a legacy and, and it makes you so proud. Like 
the one thing that really threw me off when Andrew was on here is he actually let you guys in on like the backstage pep talk that they give us because yeah. my God, Pago, I, it is, it, it's verbal crack for me. Like I've never done crack before in my life, but I, <laughs> if, if I could imagine what crack felt like that Oh boy, man. Like those meetings, like the funny, actually, uh, I, I like, I yelled it too early in the meeting this weekend. Actually, I was that guy. Uh, but Oh, I was just, I was so fired up, dude. Like the moment that I even got to Montreal, I was just like, as soon as I got to the venue, people were just like, how are you feeling? I was just like, I just want my music to play. I'm just, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. Like, if, if it was up to me, I would have been wrestling. I would have wrestled 25 minutes and I would have just gone so hard. I just wanted to go, man. I just wanted to show because I, I knew what the opportunity was. Like yeah. I, I, I knew that that was my first real opportunity to like show the wrestling world, the wrestling side of me, because every time that I've been on a major stage so far, it's been, you know, uh, nothing no wrestling stuff like i've never it's never like the only like i've been beaten up by ronda rousey i've been like yeah i've had to pull apart ronda rousey i've had to be kofi kingston's doctor i had to dance in a freaking conga line like i've i've never done anything that was like actual like wrestling you know i've i've produced live pay-per-views i've timed out live pay-per-views i've timed out television shows for impact i've literally damn near done every job on a major television program except wrestle so the fact that the opportunity was there for me to wrestle on a live pay-per-view for iws i was ready to go man so like when i realized that we didn't have a lot of time i was just like well it's time to just throw everything at the everything at the wall that i can and like i I, I hope that people watching liked what they saw and I hope that I uh, was able to make a couple of new fans and get a couple of new followers. Actually, I did get a, a private DM from uh, a wrestler that I actually really respect who I think saw it and uh, just told me that he, he really wanted to wrestle me, which I thought was pretty, uh, pretty sweet, but um, I'm just, I'm ready to go, man. Like I, I, I just genuinely feel like I'm at a level right now where uh I can go with the best of the best right now. And that's the only opportunity that I can ask is just for a chance to do it. And to be honest with you, whether it's getting in there with the younger guys, I know that I can contribute. If I can get in there with like, you know, the, the guys who have been traveling for a little while, I can contribute the, you know, your, your name guys, your TV guys, I can go. Like, I, I just, I feel good right now. I feel great. And I just, I want the opportunity to uh, show everybody that I can go. And I'm just going to say, fucking A. That's awesome. Hell yeah. I was going to say, when you were talking about uh, Andrew Shane being on Shane Hawk, for those that are superstar Shane Hawk, also known as Andrew, when he was on and he gave that spat behind the scenes speech, I was ready to run through a brick wall. That guy and you, and like, I just was, I was ready to go. I know you said off air you wanted my opinions a Saturday. I loved it. I had a great time. It was a fun show. Everybody, you could tell, like he said, there is no main event, the IWS. You are the main event when you're out there. And I thought you could just, you just knew based on that interview, talking to you throughout the week, like you guys just know that it's a 
group effort. Everybody's out there to just kill it. And it was super fun. And I know Zach and Lawrence that were, you know, they're part of love wrestling. They were there. They said it was a great time. So like, Go check out IWS. How cool is that? They're on fight. It's a big deal now. That is that is dope, dude. I I love I you. I love IWS. I'll run through a brick wall for all of them. <laughs> I want to say one more thing about IWS, and I and I don't know if this is like the right or wrong thing to say because they're taboo or whatever, but I'm just gonna say it anyway. Um, I've never, and I mean never, experienced a more supportive yet competitive locker room in my entire life it is literally everybody wants to see each other do better so then that way we've got better people to work with but at the same time it's a you better step the hell up because like we are too you know what i mean so it's it's the healthiest most like healthiest competitive like environment i've ever been a part of like it literally fires me up just like just thinking about it i when when i say that i'm an iws soldier until i'm in the dirt like i mean that man like i would run through a fucking wall for that company oh hell yeah no and i i can believe it talking like i said talking to you man talking to shane i'm an iws soldier anytime there's a show i want to promote it i'm going to talk about it i'm just going to be there watching it because like that's what I love about wrestling, right? I love that people, when they're passionate about something and they make me believe, and then that makes, you know what I mean? It's a domino effect. I'm just some guy from Indiana, right? And here I am watching this major event in Montreal. Like, that's what I love and finding uproar and finding you. So, like, that just gets me fired up, gets me going, man. And I love it. And I could talk to you about it all day, but we have other things I want to talk about. Speak, you said you've done every job, every job in wrestling. In the wrestling business outside of wrestle for a major promotion. So I can't, I wouldn't be doing a job as a journalistic integrity guy that I am without asking about the dark side of the ring stuff. You're the wrestling coordinator. You've done some acting. That's like a super popular thing when it comes out. And to be completely honest, up until I got to know you, I didn't realize that some of those vignettes of the wrestling was you. Yeah. How cool is that? Like, how does that come to be? That's a really big deal. Uh, that one was crazy because, um, I, I want to say it was towards the end of season one because they film, uh, they film their episode in blocks, right? So Mm -hmm. like they film a couple episodes and then that's like your first block and then they'll film like another set and then like another set, right? Just so, uh, that way it's not like, I I, I don't know. I I guess that's just like the, the easiest way for them to do it. Right. So I believe they were in like their final block of filming season one. And they, I think they just randomly messaged a bunch of people who they realized had like a wrestling promotion or maybe like a wrestling school and were just asking me, uh, casting opinions. Like they were just like, Hey, who do you think would be, uh, who would look good to play this person and this person and this person. So, you know, I gave my thoughts and feedback on the names that they had provided for me. And I guess they liked them. And, uh, so they messaged me again for some more names. And then I believe that was the beginning of season two. I could be, I think I got this right, but I believe it was the beginning of season two. They messaged me back and they were just like, Hey, like, who do you think would be this, 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 and this person? One of the people that was on the, the people of suggestions was Nick Gage. And I literally, I couldn't think of anybody that looked like him. 
And then I was like trying to figure it out and I was brushing my teeth and I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, You're like MDK all effing day. But I don't want to be that guy. I'm like, but right. I'm like, I'm like, but I think I could pull that off. And then, uh, so then I emailed them and I was just like, Hey, I don't, I'm just, yeah, I, I don't want, I don't, I don't like doing this, but I'm the only, I, I think me. And then uh, he's like, actually, we were kind of thinking about that too. Could you send us like some pictures, blah, 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 blah. And then it was just kind of one of those, like going back and forth, going back and forth. And then next thing I know, they, they offered me the, the role for it. And uh, I didn't, I hadn't really seen dark side up at this point. Okay. So I didn't really know exactly what it was yet. Um, I just knew it was a popular show. So in my opinion, I was just like, this is like my first acting gig. So I really wanted to do like research. So there was a gentleman who I was friends with that I knew was very close friends with Nick. So I called him the one day and we spoke for two hours and he let me pick his brain about everything about Nick. And like, I asked a lot of questions and he gave me a lot of like, a lot of things that if, You'll notice about me, like, and actually in my dark side uh, career, I guess, for lack of better terms, but like anything that I'm involved with, I go to the absolute nth degree to learn everything that I possibly can about the situation, the person, the timing, the whole thing, because uh, even like, just to give you an example, the, the Chris Candido episode that aired this season, um, I was in charge of doing the wrestling coordination for that. And they told me about this one specific like wrestling spot. They were just like, we want to do like something from this era. And then uh, as we were talking about it, I was just like, well, can I find an actual like match that was like from that era? And then we'll like recreate the match. So then that way, anybody who actually is like friends or family of Chris, if they were to be like, holy, that's the match of, that was Skip versus like Brian Christopher on Raw when he was Chris Candido. Holy crap. And then if they go back and watch the actual match, if it, that was the opening spot. It, I, that's, that's my mentality is I want people to, if you know what you're looking for, to like have a treat and be like, holy crap, like whoever was in charge of putting that together, like put some real thought into all of these things. So that was the approach that I took with the Nick Gage stuff. So then when I realized that it was only uh, like recreation and they, they kind of shadow film you and stuff like that. It kind of made the gig a lot looser and easier. Um, but I, I had so much fun doing it because I kind of had like this voice that I had created for Nick Gage. And they let me just like, every time that the, the camera rolled, I would just like, for some reason, just to feel comfortable, I would just like completely freestyle and just let like ad lib as this Nick Gage voice, which as I was doing it more, it turned out that it was really, I was just doing Joey Diaz's voice. I'm pretty sure. Um, but I was like making the crew laugh every single time. So like, then it became like a, a like a, a challenge of mine. Like, can I can keep, keep the crew laughing? And uh, the funny thing is, is one of the crew members was a JT producer's sister. Oh yeah. That's she was nice. like, one of, yeah, she, she was like one of the prop uh, like designers on set, which is hilarious. But um, small yeah, world, so, man. Very small world, and uh, so it, it, we, I, it, the, the thing went really well, and the episode is like one of their most popular episodes that they've ever done, right? Yeah. And uh, so after they saw me do that, then they just were like, "Oh, we need to use a dude for everything," and 
the the funny thing is, is I was looking on their uh, like IMDb or something like that, and I think that I'm the fifth most used person on that show. There you go. I was going to ask because you know, classic plugo. I didn't do all my research, <laughs> so I didn't check the IMDb. But that's dope. Um, real quick, without Nick Cage episode aside, what's your favorite Dark Side of the Ring? Favorite is tough because these sometimes can get real dark but what's your most intriguing or favorite dark side episode so there's a couple like i mean the nick gage one is my going to be like my uh, my yeah. baby just because that was like my first one and uh that was that's the story that helped nick gage get national like exposure as like yeah like i in i i don't want to say this for sure but like i i think that episode is the reason why he's certainly as popular as he is now. And I think that it had a lot to do with getting eyes on GCW as well. Um, so to just kind of have a small part of that was, is, is very cool. There's, there's episodes that I've been a part of that. I don't know if I'm like happy to admit or not just because like they've caused so many, so much grief for people, but like I was a part of the, uh, the plane ride from hell episode. I, uh, that one was weird uh, because of all the feedback that came from that one. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was I involved in? That wasn't, was weird. I can't remember the, but I think one of the, the episodes that I'm probably the most proudest of is, is probably the Chris Candido one as well, just because I am a big Chris Candido fan. And another reason why is because I, I knew that, I knew that is dark side usually is about the dark side of like the wrestling stuff, but Candido really didn't have a dark side. Candido's dark side was his girlfriend. Like that was the dark side. And like, so when I realized I'm like, Oh, Candido was always the baby face and she was always the heel. And there's really no other way to tell that story. Then I was just like, this is going to be awesome actually, just because like, I, I feel really bad for Tammy obviously, but um, you know, that's a whole other story, but right. one thing that, why that was so important to me is just because like, so this is a weird sentence to say, but like the blue meanie is like a good friend of mine. And like, I love that man to death. And like him and I like literally, I I'm almost positive that from like the last like six months to a year, like we have almost messaged each other every day, just memes and just to make each other laugh throughout the course of the day. Like that's kind of where our relationship's at is like, we just try to make each other giggle like every day. And I know how much Chris meant to him. And like, I know how much Chris meant to, to people. So to, to make sure that that story was told and as authentically like as possible and have like the ability to like make sure that the wrestling looked good and was authentic and all that stuff was that meant a lot to me. So um, but to be perfectly honest with you, like I, everything that I've done on there is, is pretty cool, man. Like the fact that I earned my way from, uh, from being just a guy who they would ask for, for casting advice to, to becoming an actor, to becoming, uh, somebody that was like a part of helping with casting to then becoming the person who actually was like the stunt coordinator for the show, essentially. Uh, it's a pretty cool like growth and, um, something that I'm very proud of. And uh, I hope that I can do more. You know, I'm all, I always want more. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So we're going to have a little fun now. To get all the serious stuff out of the way. So I'm going to pull, since you were behind, since you went behind the IWS curtain, I'll go behind the love wrestling curtain. 
Let's do it. Who's so talking morning, smack? So this morning, I was like, hey, guys, I'm talking to Big Ben Ortman's. Anybody got questions? Okay. So, first of all, I was told specifically not to let you go without telling me about the time you met Pat McAfee. So, I love Patty Mac. I'm from Indiana. He's a famous cult. You yeah. met him at SmackDown. How was that? Okay, so the first time I met him, uh, I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to have two really couple of cool interactions with Pat. Uh, the first was in Chicago at Raw. And um, I was just standing there because I, there was nothing for me to do on the show. And then I'm just like standing there watching the little monitor that's like set up in the back. And then all of a sudden I just look to my left and I swear I saw Foxy from, from the Pat McAfee show. And I was just like, huh? And then as I did that, all of a sudden I just see the blonde hair, the black tank top, the gold chain, that fucking smile. And I was just like, Right. <laughs> I I literally did that. I like I okay. So you have to understand. Like I've done a lot of WWE stuff. I don't remember ever marking out for any person. Like I like, but I saw Pat McAfee and lost my was like oh my god. And then as he was like walking towards me, I literally was just like, and he looks at me. And I was just like yo. And he's just like, hey, what's up, dude? And I'm just like, <laughs> man. You know who you are. I was just like, man, I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I have watched so many hours of you. Like, you're the fucking man, dude. And he's just like, oh, thanks, man. And then, like, as, like, he's, like, just kind of stopped and chatted with me for a second. And then, like, uh, it was the same day that Matt Ryan had gotten signed by Indianapolis. And I was so we were just kind of going back and forth and uh and i knew that i would probably i i I didn't know if i was gonna get in trouble or not but i straight up was just like man i can you please take a picture with me like i fucking like you're awesome so he's super took a picture with me uh i'm like trying like i'm on my way home i'm flying home and then uh i like was tweeting it and then all of a sudden like he retweeted it and was just like oh good to meet you dude and i was just like fuck that's wild like I, I literally, I watch, like, I'm, like, the biggest Pat McAfee fan. Like, the biggest Pat McAfee fan. So, like, that, I, like, when, during the pandemic, that's all I watched. Literally all I watched. So, um, fast forward to Montreal. I didn't know if he was going to be there or not. Uh, and then find out what I'm doing. Pretty sweet. So, then we go do my medicals. And then all of a sudden... In, I just see the the like the jean jacket, like the Canadian tuxedo. You know what I mean? Like walked in, and then I just looked over, and I was just like, "Hey, man!" And then he just looks over at me, and he kind of does one of these, just like Ben. And I'm like, Pat McAfee knows my name. <laughs> That's awesome. And he's just like, "Dude, you look fucking great since the last time I seen you. You've." Fucking look good. And I was just like, what? And he just kept walking. And I was just like, that's the coolest thing anybody's ever said to me. Like the fact that like that dude remembered me 
and remembered that like what I looked like for crying out loud in my suit and then clearly like in, saw the hard work that I put like what a fucking tip of the cap I'm sorry I keep swearing but like no that's fine man, like it was that was so cool and uh then, we'll let yeah. the bosses figure out the swearing fuck it yeah yeah shit um, yeah <laughs> But then we would like kind of met up like throughout the course of the day. And then he's just like, are you doing anything? I'm like, yeah, I'm getting arm barred by Ronda Rousey. And he's just like, whoa, really? And I'm like, yeah, dude. And then uh, the funny thing is, is uh, Green Phantom was right there. And then Drew Gulak introduced uh, Pat McAfee to Green Phantom. He's just like, hey, this is Green Phantom, blah, 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 blah. So that's why when you hear him, uh, Pat McAfee on commentary that night, say something about a phantom knee punch. He just pulled that out of it. Like, that's how good that dude is. Um, and then it dawned on me. I like, I, I even said to him, I was like, man, this is going to be like so cool for me. I'm like, I'm going to get arm barred by Ronda Rousey and you're doing commentary for it. That's wild. So that's why I think his, he jokingly was just like, Oh, look, another bald guy begging. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. I remember sitting at home watching that and seeing you take that arm bar. And I was just like, Oh, that's such a surreal moment man that's so cool uh, it all happened so fast because like i it originally wasn't supposed to be me in that spot so like when when things kind of got changed last minute it, it like it was just like a whirlwind of like like I didn't, maybe, I maybe patty Mac get my guy in there get my guy in there yeah well it was it was cool man like it was uh it was just a really overwhelming experience um, and it was the easiest drive home from Montreal I ever had just because like, I was just literally driving on cloud and I don't even remember the drive home. I just somehow like left Montreal and just ended up in my bed. And I was just like, yeah, nice. Like, Hell yeah. <laughs> that is an amazing story. It is delivered. Um, we got a few more minutes. I got a few more questions. I'm going to you take these how you will. I was told to ask one. I swear what? to God, if this is a Mildred Burke question, I'm going to throw not, my water bottle. It's okay. not. I, I told Zach to leave those at home. Leave those yep. Quizplex questions over at Quizplex. See, this is why we, my name is Big Venus Loves Hago. Yeah, we don't need those We don't need those Quizplex questions, Ark. You can keep those. Um, mm -hmm. I was asked to ask, why is Ontario better than, or why is it better than Canada? The best in Canada. Why is Ontario the best in Canada? Who says it is? I wish that somebody told me to ask you your thoughts on that. Just, just these are just questions from the team. They wanted me to make sure. Listen, like I can give you my sources off air if you'd like. No, that's all good. Um, tell your sources that I don't necessarily agree with their statement. And then the follow-up to that from another source was, uh, "What did Montreal ever do to Big Ben?" It's okay. No, the real question is like, what did I ever do to Montreal? Okay. Like, I don't even know. I, I all I know is that I show up and I work really hard. I wrestle my ass off. I I let their favorite wrestler kick the absolute piss out of me. Um, I, I won matches. <laughs> How? What do I? What do you want me to do? Just keep showing up and get my ass? Like, no. Like, I I need to win matches. That's the point of wrestling that's literally the point so like 
I'm very good at wrestling too. So like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Um, they just didn't like me. The only thing that I did wrong to Montreal was not be from there, which is why they don't like me. Uh, that's the only reason that I can think of. It's the only thing that makes sense because they sure like to yell anti-Ontario things to me a lot, which is blew my mind, by the way, because my gear this past Saturday yeah, I was gonna segue very, very thought out for a long time about very, this return. Very uh, Toronto-y, very Blue Jays-esque. <laughs> there's a lot, if you were to look at the, there's a lot of Easter eggs going on in there, if you would actually look at the gear. I'm afraid to make this statement on air because of where I work, but I have a feeling the Montreal fan base is just upset that the Expos are no longer there. So here's the thing. They liked it. <laughs> that backfired so hard, dude. Like, I can't even <laughs> explain. They were happy to see you for one. It was fun. <laughs> but like, I think that they were just like, oh, yeah, you know what? We're Jays fans too because we don't have a baseball team anymore. So like, no Jays. And I'm like, fuck. So are you saying it was the gear that got you over on Saturday or you? Or both? Good combination of the two. That I question like was brought to you by Zark, by the way. That was Zach who asked about the like think a combination uh, because the gear was pretty dope. It was. Uh, and I would like to think that I have worked my ass off for that audience and that hopefully they at least maybe just respect me by now but you know what i'm not going to uh rest on my laurels and if hey if if last saturday was a one-time thing and i go out next time while i'm there and all i see are middle fingers then guess what baby boy i will flip them off right back but uh the reality is is that i think that montreal and i have this really platonic relationship where I think that we actually love one another, but have to hate one another in order to make this work. A little toxic, but it's, but it's, that, that, it's that beautiful, you know? So you know, that's funny. I, that was all Zach. That was all Zach. I'll throw him on the bus right now. That was all Zach. You want me to get you wrong. fired up? You wanted me to get you fired up for this thing? Well, Zach knows how to do that. You know, um, Paro and I like to just continuously talk shit about Zach constantly. So uh, <laughs> I before, before I get you out of here, I do like to believe every time I see Paro slamming a guy down on the mat in GCW or wherever he's wrestling, I think, you know, back of his mind in a small brain, it's like quizplex. <laughs> I don't blame them because they're. I'm pretty sure that when I hit Sway with that lighter bomb, I was just like, "Where are you, Zach?" <laughs> Where are he, you? That's right. That's why. I mean, he's never had Those me on the show. My ass. <laughs> on that note, Ben. You are the absolute man, whether you're producing, whether you're acting, whether you're wrestling, whether you are just sitting there painting. I don't care what you're doing. I am a fan, brother. You are one of my favorite people on this planet. It was an honor to get to talk to you today and get into the mind of everything that's been going on over the past year with you. So why don't you plug your stuff, let everyone know where they can find you, and I will get you out of here because I know you're a busy, busy man. 
Well, first of all, I want you to know how much I love and appreciate you. Um, just because, again, we were a part of that uh, pandemic, you know, friendship club. And, uh, you know, the reality is, is like I've been getting to like meet a lot of people that I've become friends with uh, through the pandemic, through stuff like this. And it's been really like really cool. Uh, like even just meeting Effie this past weekend was just like, a, like, man, like it's nice to finally like just be face to face just because like we've chatted so many times and stuff. And, um, you know, so like I was telling you off air, uh, I've, I've had a lot of people ask me to do different podcasts, but I, I just feel comfortable being around people that I, I love right now. And it's no disrespect to anybody else, but uh, I got a lot of love for you. So if I'm going to plug anybody first, I'm going to plug Hago uh, oh, and, and all of the things that he does. Um, beards. Um, and I'll go watch them all. But uh, second of all, please go give me a follow. Um, Big Ben is angry. It's just right there. Uh, if you are new and you have not seen any of my stuff before and you just so happen to be meeting me through this interview, one thing that I can tell you and one thing I can promise you is I'm just a hardworking guy. I, I, Everything that I do, I put my heart into. Uh, I would like to think that I'm a good guy and, uh, and that I try hard and that I help. I want to try to help as many people as I possibly can. And, you know, the ultimate goal for me is just to do the absolute best that I can and get the absolute furthest that I could possibly go until the wheels fall off. So uh, if you want to enjoy a pretty fun ride, uh, usually a bumpy one, because, you know, as a person who has a wrestling show, people are going to hate me. So it's always a little fun and bumpy on that regards. But uh, if you're interested in, a, in, in coming along on the journey, please follow me, man, because uh, it means a lot. And literally all those numbers help, you know, so uh, and, and if you have seen my stuff, just help get the word out about me. You know, that's usually the best way to to help is, you know, they, they say that, you know, buying T-shirts is all that stuff that helps support wrestlers, which is true. But at the same time, too, just, you know, word of mouth is literally like the freest and most helpful way to support a pro wrestler, especially on my level right now. So. Uh, if you can, just spread the good word. That's all I can ask. And, and, go, and go watch Uproar. The season yes. finale is this. Where, when's this airing? Sometime this week. I don't know, boss. You gotta, we'll figure it out. But it's well, at the this, time of this recording. We'll have aired Wednesday of this week. There we go. If this airs any later than Saturday, then just go back and watch it because it'll be aired on Saturday, July the 22nd, I think is what the day is. Boom. But, uh, but anyways, that's the, the season finale show is our last premium event. Uh, it's one of the proudest shows that I've ever put on. Uh, it has one of my favorite matches that I've probably ever had uh, in a long time uh, with one of my students. So go out of your way to watch that as well. It's just it's all worth it, man. We've got the best commentary team in the world. Beta Scott, Speedball, Mike Bailey. Uh, we have the literal one of the best upcoming wrestling teams, like up and coming wrestling teams, rather. Uh, that you could possibly have in this country. And they're literally getting better every single week. You can see their progress. There's guys like Mikey Jenkins and Brother Earth and Crystal Moon and Rajin Husher and guys like Mark Shaw, guys, girls like Laurel Cassidy, Nilo Reyes, uh, Robbie Co Like there's so many people that are on these shows that are just on the upswing. Like uh, the Dynasty Kids, um, you you name them, Grizzly Mac, Travis Moore, 
Tyler, we have guys like Tyler Thomas, who, in my opinion, I think is probably one of the most gifted pro wrestlers like in this that this country has. You just don't know about him because he got hurt and he's only been doing things to kind of, you know, stay busy. So then that way he doesn't get hurt even more. But like literally the dude can get off the couch and have the best match that you could possibly have on any card anywhere. It's phenomenal. We have an incredible team. We have people like Gabriel Fuerza and Alexia Nicole who come by and, and do the shows with us from time to time. Uh, like we, we've had the crew, uh, crew from Quebec come down. We usually have a car from Buffalo coming down, like Young Jay Lee, Isaiah Prince. And we're going to have more Buffalo kids that are coming down the next season. Like this is, this is a thing, man. Like you've got a hungry, hungry crew. And I guarantee you it's worth watching. And I agree. I do. I watch it. A lot of the team here at Love Wrestling watches it. We all love it. We all love you. We're running short on time. My guy, Big Ben, like I said, thousand times, thank you for doing this. You already know who I am. I'm Plugo. You find me at Plugo underscore. Stay tuned to Love Wrestling CA on all the social medias to see what we're doing. We're doing big things over here. But Big Ben, my guy, you massive hog-hearing gentleman, you. I love you. Thank you so I much. Love you, all right, until next time, guys. We're out. Peace.